Welcome to the listeners in London, Hamilton, and Toronto. I'm Rubina Ahmed Huck, sitting in for Jeff MacArthur. And what an exciting day to be sitting in on this show because it's the day after the elections and a lot of, not surprises, but a lot of excitement for sure, right? With two major party leaders stepping down, Liberal Party not getting full party status. And so that we're going to discuss all of that later in the program. We have a super exciting program ahead. Of course, we're going to talk about the elections. We're also going to talk about uh, a new report that shows that women's wages are not keeping up with inflation. Um, and so this is obviously a concern. Inflation is taking at a 31-year high. Everybody is feeling the pinch when they go to the grocery store, to the gas station, or anywhere you go to buy anything. Uh, the common uh, conversation I have with my friends is, whoa, can you believe how much that's gone up in price? And uh, we had someone come in yesterday. We're getting some work done in our house. And the first thing that gentleman talked about was the price of gas and how much it costs him to fill up his truck. I mean, this is the thing that we are all talking about and, you know, hearing that uh, women's wages are not keeping up with the rate of inflation uh, is a concern because that means uh, if you're making the same salary year over year, you're actually getting less for it because you're not uh, getting that increase that you should be getting to keep up with uh, to keep up with inflation. Uh, we're going to talk housing prices, uh, higher interest rates uh, so that two oversized hikes that we saw, the last one and the one before, 50 basis points, and that 25 basis point hike in the beginning of the year have cooled the housing market. Now, year over year, prices are up 10%, but month over month, prices are actually falling in Canada. So it's a clear indication that higher interest rates are going to cool the housing market. I've always said, normalize the housing market, make it a little bit more uh, predictable so that when, especially young people who are out there trying to gauge whether this is the right time to buy or not, they can make those decisions uh, with a little bit more time. Because the last thing you want is for a young person uh, who's first starting out, you know, just got married or buying their first home or just got that first full-time job. And they've got to make this massive decision in a matter of a few minutes. And I think that's uh, that's not a really good place to be. I think it's good that uh, it, with, the with the housing market cooling down a bit, it will give people a little bit time to breathe and to figure out what works for them and whether this home purchase is right for them. So I wanted to start by talking about the election. One of the things that happened in the election was not many of us got out there and voted. So I slap your wrists, all you people who did not vote. You are not allowed to complain about the results because the only way that you can complain about it is if you actually went out and exercised your right to vote. 43% of eligible voters in this country, or in this uh, province rather, uh, went out and voted. 4.6 million people um, out of uh, the more than 10 million that could have come out. So one in five, basically, or sorry, one in 10, sorry, my math is all messed up right now. One in two, <laughs> one in two did not vote, basically. More than half the, the province that could have gone out and voted. Um, and that really does, you know, indicate to me that maybe there are voices that are not getting heard because they're not finding the time to vote. Um, what is the issue? Is the issue accessibility? Is the issue uh, that people don't know where to go or they don't know whether they can vote or, you know, we, we move a, around a lot. Sometimes our information gets uh, gets delayed and how do you get a voter card if you didn't receive one in the mail? So all of this uh, requires some communication and there is a lot of that that happens before uh, any election, but is are we doing enough? Are we doing enough to get people out there understanding how to vote, where to vote, and where to find out if you haven't gotten your voter card 
or if you've just just become a Canadian citizen and you've you know you want to vote in this election that's coming up and you, you don't know how to how to make that happen. So all those things are really important. Uh, so congratulations to those. 4.6 million of us Ontarians that did vote. Uh, Doug Ford, as you know, is our new premier, majority government, overwhelming majority. We're going to dig really deep into what that means for the next four years for Ontario and um, what this means uh, what this means for, for our pocketbooks going forward as well. I wanted to bring in our first guest that knows a lot about how to mobilize people to vote. Umer Ashraf is the director of the Canadian Muslim Vote, a nonpartisan, nonprofit registered charity. Uh, and he joins us now. Hi, Umer. Hi, Rubina. How are you? I'm great. So your reaction, I mean, you're all, you were out there before... Um, uh, before the election, trying to encourage, especially the, uh, the the many Muslims in this province to vote. Uh, but I'm sure your message is for everyone: just get out there and exercise your right. What's your reaction to uh, only 43% of us actually getting out there and voting? I, I, to be honest, it's a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. But um, overall, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, people either not um, finding the policies or or things that spoke to them or uh, just knowing, lack of, uh, we saw a lot of people just didn't know there was an election happening. So um, as our teams were on the ground, knocking doors, making phone calls, uh, there was a lot of education, like a lot of a lot of people that were educating along the way about the process. Um, and uh, I have to give kudos to Elections Ontario. They did have a lot of different ways that people could vote. It. They had the longest, uh, I think, uh, advanced polls that they've had in some time. And then there was a lot of different accessibility where people could come to your house. Uh, elected officials could come to your house to take a vote. Um, so it was, it was a little disappointing to see. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was disappointing. Um, even myself, uh, I voted at the very last minute, just 10 minutes to, to spare. Uh, okay. It sort of was my husband turning to me saying, we should really just go and and, and cast our ballot. And uh, I was sort of annoyed with myself thinking all day I've had an opportunity and I, I don't know why I haven't done it. I don't know what it is. I think there's a bit of voter fatigue because we just came out of a federal election. Exactly. Pandemic has made us a little bit lazy, you know, like we don't yeah. want to move our, out of our homes anymore. Going to the sure. store is like a big thing. Um, I just wanted to get your reaction without getting too political about the results sure. of the election yesterday. Uh, what, what, what are you sort of seeing, um, for, especially for the Muslim community? Um, well, I think uh, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of conversations that we had around the Muslim community was um, three topics that kept coming up: were Islamophobia, there was housing affordability, there was healthcare, um, and I guess in a sense where, uh, as you mentioned, there was a lot of voter fatigue and just not sure um, who to vote for. And that was one of the questions that we kept getting asked: is who should I vote for? And for us, since, and we're nonpartisan, so we would always recommend it to go onto our website, tcmb.ca. Uh, and we had party platforms that we would put into layman's terms just to help the community understand. Uh, and then uh, on the campaign, like on the trail, we had um, all of our volunteers, and there was uh, almost eight to 12 different languages that were spoken by our volunteers uh, and to engage and communicate in, in the various languages really, really helped in, in, um, in, in helping people understand um, the process, understand where to go, how to go, and um, even um, how to explain to them the different party platforms and what it meant for them. Um, so we saw a lot of engagement that way, but before that, they didn't really have that. And it was, uh, it was a bit of an eye opener that how do we sort of, um, engage the community in maybe even before or 
um, even during uh, when there aren't election cycles to help them understand. And that's sort of where uh, the TCME, the Canadian Muslim vote comes in. So once elections aren't there, our idea is that we still have to keep engaging and educating the community. So that next time there is an election, we're better prepared and uh, uh, there's more, more, more knowledge to go around. There was a number of polls, polling stations that were moved. Their location was actually moved. Um, I don't know whether it was a last minute, if that's the right way of put it, but you know, I kept seeing uh, notifications that your polling station has been moved from here to here. Um, what's your reaction to that? Because that can really discourage people because if it's not down the street, I don't know if I'm going to go. And if I drove out of my way to get here, I'm not sure I want to go somewhere else. What, what's your reaction to that? Because many polling stations had that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, that, that did cause a bit of... Uh, 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 for for a lot of people, it was it was it was nuisance to say the least. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it's uh, um, it's our it's it's our duty, it's our right to go and vote. And um, if things happen, and, and last minute things do change, it's just a part and parcel of running a an election for ten million people. And uh, um, things things do change. And so um, if they do, we just have to pivot accordingly. And at the end of the day, um, Elections Ontario is trying their best, and they did. And um, a lot of times um, in a situation like that, the only thing is that if it was communicated earlier or communicated more, that's one thing that can that can that can really help because you're absolutely right. When people do show up and then they have to go, it's 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 really it's it's quite annoying for them. So the federal election is over. Uh, Ontario's election is now over. Where are you setting your sights? Where are you putting your efforts to get people to come out a- and vote? Uh, well, the municipal elections are coming up in October next, so we're gonna we're gonna do our part in uh, in helping educate the um, uh, help educate the the masses in 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 the in in Ontario. But then there's also a uh, a Quebec election that's coming up, so our sites are on there as well. And tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you, especially if they're a newcomer or a Muslim and they want to understand more about your organization. How can they get in touch with you? Well, most definitely. So uh, the best way is uh, to go to our website. It's uh, CanadianMuslimVote.ca or TCMV.ca. Uh, and we have uh, a newsletter they can sign up for. We send out daily, uh, a regular updates. Uh, we are also on our social medias on Instagram, Twitter. People can reach out to us there. Um, and they can always send us an email at info at CanadianMuslimVote.ca. Uh, and our teams are uh, regularly available to uh, to assist. And uh, uh, we're in partnership with a lot of different mosques in the area. So even if they go to their local mosque, uh, chances are they're, um, we have a relationship with them and uh, their community members can uh, um, uh, can uh, um, connect, them, connect, connect us with them as well. Thank you so much, uh, Omer Ashraf. I really appreciate your time and uh, for doing the good work of getting people to get out there and vote. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great one. You too. That was Omer Ashraf. He's the director at the Canadian Muslim Vote, a nonpartisan, nonprofit registered charity, really trying to get people to get out there and vote because it didn't really seem to happen in this last provincial election. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.